Welcome to the first episode of Splice Together. Yay! We're supposed to say that at the same time. We didn't rehearse it. You said you were going to handle it. Splice Together. <laughs> One, two, three, Splice, splice Together. together. <laughs> so uh, I'm Harper Harris, and I'm joined by... Michelle Ashey, I your did... wife. Yes, my wife, <laughs> and I'm her husband. You are my husband. I did that <laughs> as if I was like the host, like my old podcast, but... No, we're co-hosts. Equal rights. Equal rights. <laughs> so um, this is the first episode of the Splice Together podcast. I keep forgetting the name. Splice Together <laughs> podcast. Um, and basically, the idea is that we watch a lot of movies. And we Almost like Almost every day. We do. We've been keeping a... Uh, we've actually had a, a little... A street, a street going. We haven't missed a day of watching a movie in a while. Yeah. Michelle's not happy about <laughs> it because now it's like... Now it's like if we miss one, I'll, I'm like... You'll explode inside. Yeah, I'll get real upset. <laughs> <laughs> the anyways. pressure is too much. <laughs> anyways, the idea is for us to, uh, you know, just have an outlet for all the stuff that we normally talk about. So we watch a lot of movies. We love watching trailers. We love going to the movies and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, we um, go to film festivals, special events. We yeah. like old movies, old cheesy movies. And new cheesy movies. New movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, but uh, basically, I figure for this first episode, uh, we've, we've got kind of a main topic that we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, I think it makes sense to introduce ourselves. So, Michelle, do you want to go first and kind of your how you know your connection to movies and that kind of thing? Sure. So when I don't know really know where to begin, but when I was sixteen, I started working at a movie theater, and I worked at a movie theater for over ten years. So I witnessed a lot of crazy stuff, but also meant that I got to see movies for free for 10 years. <laughs> um, but I dealt with a lot of weird people. I got to see audience reactions. I was mainly an usher, so I got to be in the theater a lot and watch the credits. And there was always some interesting reactions, like this one guy at the end of the girl with the dragon tattoo remake. <laughs> he came this. up to me and one of my coworkers and he just said, there are no happy endings <laughs> and walked out. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> and then another, uh, great, uh, experience we had was the movie Marley and me, which I never saw, but I always remember it because oh. <laughs> like 15 minutes before the end, all these kids and moms would come running out of the theater like, nope, the movie's over. There's nothing that's happening. We got to go. <laughs> and of course, like, it's because the dog dies. Spoilers. And nobody knew that the dog was going to die. <laughs> so just like traumatized kids. That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so I was an usher, concession, box office. And then later I became a manager at a discount theater, which was all film. 
Uh, it was like one of the last film theaters in Georgia, I think. We barely held on. <laughs> uh, so I got to learn a lot about projection and stuff and splicing things together. together. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, I went to Georgia State University and majored in photography. Uh, I have a BFA and I also took film history course and lately I've been taking graphic design courses. So design, movie poster designs and film title, opening credits, end credits. It means a lot to me. Yeah. And, um, oh, you you said you were going to mention about your grandma's house too, right? Oh, yeah. So when I was really young, we spent one or two summers at my grandma's house. And I think that's where I really started binging movies, I think, Um, because she had a huge VHS collection that, like, put Blockbuster to shame. And everybody in our family would basically rent out movies from my grandma's house but that's where i saw i think like halloween one through four for the first time yeah probably alien aliens maybe the third aliens i don't really remember but she has like every copy like run of each franchise so i would just start with one watch all of them that's what all grandma's houses are good for i think that's a common story (laughs) (laughs) um I guess for me, and then I guess after that, we'll kind of get into where our, where our stories kind of crossed. Um, I was always into movies, at least to some degree. Uh, my dad would, was really big into showing us stuff like way too early when we were way too young. So <laughs> appropriately like, yes. early. <laughs> we always used to, um, uh, we went to my dad's house on the weekends and we'd always, uh, rent a, we'd go buy Hollywood video and Dunkin' or yeah, Dunkin' Donuts and get, uh, donuts and a movie every, every Friday night. And, um, yeah, dad was very fond of showing us like a clockwork orange and the shining and, uh, Brazil and stuff like that. When we were, me and my sister were like eight and 10 probably, or maybe even younger. <laughs> so interesting there, but, yeah, um, like, I want to know what his thought process was. Like, I'm sure oh, they too early for rape scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, it's cool. I, I vividly <laughs> remember, uh, you know, the, the scene in clockwork orange where he has like the threesome and it's like playing, it's playing the like, yeah. And dad fast forwarded through that. So it was like, especially fast forwarded. Uh, but yeah, it was really kind of interesting, but, um, see, I mean, I always liked movies and cared about movies and stuff, but I didn't really get into movies like as like a serious thing to like pay attention to and like study and stuff until probably my junior or senior year in high school. And in, yeah, my senior year or between my senior year of high school and first year of college went where I decided to, um, to study film at Georgia state. Uh, I started keeping a movie list of every movie I watched by date. And <laughs> before Letterbox, Way before Letterbox, <laughs> I kept this list initially. I kept it in a little notepad, and then I migrated it to my IMDb profile, which I don't even <laughs> know if that even exists anymore, but it was just like a text thing that you could like say who you were. And yeah, it, it, it uh, extended the limit of that. Like I reached the like character limit on that. And so then I just started keeping a text document. And then a couple of years ago, when Letterbox started to come around, I transferred the whole list to there. So I've got everything on there that, that I've seen since 2006, like August yeah. 2006 or something like that. I didn't really start mine until like two years ago. Yeah. But I'm not as diehard as Harper. Well, no, diehard is not the right word. You're not as like... Obsessive. Fucking anal and neurotic as I am. Yeah. So, yes. But um, I love you. <laughs> so, yeah, my Letterbox is like exhausted. But anyways... The yeah, so I studied film in college, and then uh, the my last year at Georgia State, I took a sound and film class, and that kind of clicked with me as like, 
everything that I kind of liked. I recorded, I'd recorded a lot of stuff um, for my band in high school. Um, Sink to Seraphim. <laughs> shout boy, out. First, first and only <laughs> shout out of all time. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, I'd really grown to love working with audio in that capacity. And then just knowing that I could work on that in film really connected with me. So, a couple of years later after that, went back to school for audio specifically and blah, blah, blah. And now um, I work in the film industry as a, um, a production sound mixer and as a post production um, audio editor. So, uh, do all kinds of work on short films and feature films and corporate video and that kind of stuff. And, um, and, but I still see as many movies as possible and through, um, I guess I could mention, I have two, uh, two other podcasts that I've been on, uh, or that I am on geek Rex is one that I've been on for a couple of years, uh, with, with some buddies of mine, where we mostly, we talk about comics and movies and stuff, but it's mostly, it's turned kind of towards mostly movies in the last couple of years. And then the other one is The Thing Minute, which I just finished up a couple months ago, which was um, going after the Star Wars Minute model and analyzing John Carpenter's The Thing one minute at a time. So, so we're not allowed to talk about The Thing anymore on this podcast? <laughs> we can. We can. But yeah, it, it, only if you want me to dive into like 40 minutes of, uh, of trivia so about Kurt the movie. Uh, facial hair has a bit of trivia. Oh, in this yeah, minute. of course it does. Um, but yeah, so I finished that uh, back in January. But... Um, I mentioned Geek Rex because that one uh, in particular has also afforded me the option to go to a lot of film festivals for uh, for free as press to cover them for the website, which is cool. So get to kind of work in the industry, but also, you know, still kind of experience it from the outside. And it's been kind of an interesting crossover to be able to meet people and see things from both sides. But our our story together is specifically related to movies. Started a long, long time ago. Yeah. In a galaxy called Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you want to uh, kind of tell how we kind of started? I'll try if I can remember. It'll probably be real embarrassing and funny. <laughs> well, we basically, we're just high school sweethearts that met. Harper was a senior. I was a junior. It was like 10 years ago? No, 12 years now. No, 13. It was like 12. Well, yeah, I guess we it would have been like met, 2005, 2006. Yeah, 2000, the end of 2005. Yeah, you're right. Um, And then I started working at a movie theater, and then we sort of started dating by going to the movie theater where I worked. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's um, like yeah. Michelle's like smooth operator way. Instead it's of like, asking hey. Ash, she'd be like, um, you can come see a free movie while I'm working, and then maybe we'll like hang out after or something. We would go to the movies before or after my <laughs> yeah. shift, yeah. except for once, which was King Kong, because that movie was so long, and I had to like, I, I should have gone to work like 30 minutes before, and I was late. Oh, did you but like, like clock in during the middle yeah. of the movie? I don't remember that. <laughs> like, I'll That's be funny. right back. <laughs> what was the first one we saw? Do you remember? I always I have a hard time figuring out which one it was. I think it was either King Kong or Good Night and Good Luck. King Kong was our first movie. Okay. Good Night and Good Luck, I think, was our second movie. And the third one... The Night Listener, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to look up what came out back then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Letterboxd. But I have all the movie tickets somewhere because I love collecting movie stubs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we started kind of just going to the movies together and eventually officially dated. <laughs> so, you know, one thing led to another and then we got hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, a lot of movies between us. <laughs> yeah, so we've been married for six years, and then you know we knew each other for about five years before, five or six years before yeah. that, I guess, right? And yeah, during that time, movies has always been like 
the probably the biggest thing that we have had in common and you know the biggest like passion that we share definitely um, you know we have we have somewhat different tastes in music and games and things like that but movies is always like the thing we come back to that we always both always love. force each other to watch the one movie yeah. like oh, but i can't love, believe you haven't seen this you'll love this one <laughs> but you, i swear you'll really like they this they used one. to show it on tbs all the time <laughs> i don't did know you how you this? didn't see it <laughs> yes so speaking of that um this might be a good time to kind of mention some of the stuff we're going to be doing on the podcast before we get into like the main topic for this one so you know, kind of the goal is just to do all kinds of different things. So we have planned a whole bunch of different topics, you know, things like where we'll like pick a director and we'll talk about like which of their movies we really like and which ones we didn't really connect with or whatever. Um, we have some ideas for like picking some specific subgenres and stuff and looking at like our favorites in that. And um, and then we also have some kind of mini ideas that we'll kind of play with in, in episodes too. Like um, we'll do one at the end of this episode probably, but uh, you know, just some like very quick topics that we can kind of talk about some fun stuff, fun stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the idea is to kind of, you know, just play around with, you know, our opinions on movies and what we think about them. And, you know, hopefully at some point, um, people listening can join in and give their ideas too. um, tell us what to watch. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And so hopefully it'll be kind of a back and forth thing where we can like give recommendations on, you know, if you like this movie, you'll probably like this one, but then also, um, you know, we can hear from you guys on things that you want to hear us talk about or what you think we should watch. So uh, our main topic for this first episode is basically just to kind of continue the introduction thing. <laughs> that was Michelle turning her notes. She held up a finger like, one moment. I don't want to ruin the sound quality. Well, you've ruined it. The episode is that we're starting over. Um, <laughs> well, let me take a sip of this nice cold Coca-Cola before we begin. <laughs> so uh yeah sponsored by coca-cola um ice cold coca-cola get yourself one before you <laughs> pause the show and go grab yourself a coke um so yeah this our topic on this one is going to be we don't really have a name for it um the idea kind of came from uh for anybody out there who listens to uh the pure cinema podcast and in, in their first episode they, design, they called their handshake five uh, which is like five movies that if they met another movie lover, these are five movies they would say, like, these are five movies that I really like. Um, but ours is kind of the same idea, but the idea behind ours is to pick five movies that we think are a representative sampling of, like, the kind of movies each of us likes. So not, like, our favorites. Right. It's like, this movie has my humor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is the type of movie that I like. <laughs> yeah. And if you like it, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like any of these movies, then we don't like you. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the idea is like, you know. It's not going to have Jurassic Park on it. Right. Because like we, everybody loves Jurassic Park. Like we both Park. could have said like Jurassic Park and like, you know, a bunch of Stanley Kubrick movies, which you still might, but, eh, uh, no comment. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, the idea is to try and for me anyways, when I was kind of putting mine together, the idea was to try and find movies that kind of represented a type of movie that I like a lot, but that wasn't like, you know, cause if you meet someone and you're like, yeah, like, uh, and they're like, what kind of movies you like? And you're like, well, I like, you know, um, Vertigo and Citizen Kane like, <laughs> and uh, Jurassic Boondock Park. Saints. And it's like, well, yeah, like, no shit. Anybody who likes movies loves, like, Jurassic Park and, you know, Citizen Kane or whatever. But um, so these are maybe, at least for my, for my list, they're a little bit more 
um, not obscure, but a little bit less like obvious, I guess. Mine aren't too obs. No, they're not. There might be one that's a little obscure, um, but for the most part, I think people will know mine. Yeah. But they're not like my top, top, top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hot, so, hot, hot. Hot, <laughs> hot. So these are... <laughs> yeah, this show's going off the rails already. Um, so yeah, again, these are not like our top five movies, but we each picked five movies to talk about. So um, should I go first or do you want to go first? Well, I want to kind of... I want to try and guess yours. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot we were going to do that. So, so for each first one... Genre, we'll go back and forth. Okay. So you want me to like give clues to my first one? Well, I'll just say the genre first. Okay. And then... Maybe extra clues. My first one, um, and these aren't really in any kind of order. My first one is a murder mystery. I'm going to say Memories of Murder. You are correct. Korean film. Because yeah. you know me very well. Um, so this is the only one do on I, my wait, list. Do I get a point? Sure, you get a, a point. mystery Ding. point? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so this is the only one on my list that actually is in like my top five. It's probably my second favorite movie of all time. Um, Memories of Murder is a movie by Bong Joon-ho um, that uh, is a, about uh, South Korea's first serial killer, allegedly. Um, but it's this movie that uh, it's a movie that I've I, I've just super connected with and has always really stayed with me because it is in of all the movies on my list. It's probably the most well shot, and I think that's maybe the main reason why I picked it. I think cinematography wise it's one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen um like every every still of it you could you know frame and put on your wall it's amazing i um, really hope they come out with like a criterion oh remastered God. blu-ray version of this movie. currently <laughs> there's only a dvd and it's not bad but like it remastered this, it would be gorgeous yeah this like, movie is yeah <laughs> begging for a blu-ray and they're really i think there maybe is one but it's either super expensive or it's only a certain region there's there's some issue with it um, but anyways, it's an amazing movie. It's, uh, it's also, I also picked it because I feel like it represents, um, that I like movies that really play with genre because it's definitely in a lot of ways, it's like this very serious, hard boiled, brutal crime movie, but it's also incredibly funny and it's got this really cool, um, dark humor to it. That's, that's great. And it's got this great, uh, all Korean movies have people getting kicked in the butt or <laughs> falling down because apparently South well, Koreans find amazing. that hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it works. Um, but yeah, so that's one of my all time favorite movies. And I felt like, um, it kind of represents, I guess for me, it represents, um, you know, beautiful cinematography, but also like a willingness to play with genre and, um, you know, that I like to look at other, uh, other, international kind of movies to to play with different things so that's that's my first one is memories of murder yeah baldies okay. <laughs> nice. so my first movie i'll give you the genre mm -hmm. i think you'll get this one it's a war movie das boot yeah but you have to say it like dog das boot, boot. Das boot. <laughs> so das boot is a 1981 a German movie made about a bunch of guys in a submarine, but it's not really a submarine. It's a U-boat. A bunch of guys? Yeah. Or a bunch of Nazi guys? I mean, they are Nazis, but <laughs> are they Nazis? Like, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Question solved. But yeah, it's directed by solved. Wolfgang Peterson, and it's over three hours long, and I love every single minute of it. <laughs> minute of it. It's amazing. It's my favorite. Um it's so claustrophobic and like I don't understand I really want to know how they filmed it. I need to watch like a behind the scenes documentary about it or something because it's like they're actually in like a submarine and they will like run from one end to the other end and it's just crazy. 
like 1981 Steadicam. I think the Steadicam had just been invented. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and they used it. But I really just, I really enjoy war movies, but I think this is probably my favorite. Um, you kind of forget that you're watching like a German subtitle movie for three hours. Definitely. And you just fall in love with all the characters. And then the ending is just so brutal. And yeah. I don't know what ducks to say about it. So, do you? Th- <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> do you think that it picking that is kind of representative that you like war movies, or that like, like why was that? I one? like war movies that give you a realistic point of view and sort of like a backstory, and you get to know the people that it's about. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good pick. Um, that's a great movie. That was one that. Uh, I was kind of dreading watching because I knew you loved it, but then uh, yeah, I had watched it, and then I was like, "Harper, we have to watch this like again like, oh, right now." Like <laughs> German, a German submarine movie that's like three and a half hours long. You're like, yeah, that sounds like a light Sunday yeah. afternoon, but it's a, it is amazing. Like, and it, and you're right that you do kind of like forget yeah. how like because it's super intense. The characters are really interesting. Music is dramatic. The music's great. <laughs> There's just a lot of like really interesting like moral stuff going on too. And just the attention to detail, yeah. like the food gets moldy. They're down there for months. Like it's the people, the actors look paler and sicker as it goes on. But like, and they start questioning if they're like what they're fighting for. And then yeah, the end. Yeah, which I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's a really good movie for anybody that hasn't watched it for sure. So, uh, for my second one, um, I guess I'll start by just giving you the the genre, and then if you don't guess <laughs> it, I'll give you another clue. Um, it's a documentary. It's not my favorite documentary of all time. So it's not Man on Wire, nope. and it's not The Thin Blue Line. No, although those are. Really, really, really good movies. So I think I have an idea. Okay. Is it For All Mankind? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So For All Mankind uh, from 1989, directed by Al Reinert, um, is one of one of my favorite uh, movies, but it's not like in my top 10 or anything. And yeah, there are even documentaries that I like better than it. But the reason I picked it um, is because... For one, I love space stuff. I love space stuff too. Um, Let's get married. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, space movies are always kind of, I'm a sucker for that just because I'm fascinated with like the space program and, you know, our future in, in, in outer space and that kind of thing. But um, For All Mankind in particular is just this really beautiful documentary where, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's basically about all the the um, missions to the moon and it take it's like it's told as if it's like one story of like them going to the moon one time, but throughout that whole time they're using uh, interviews. They're using audio from all the different astronauts that went on all the different missions, um, and literally all of the footage and all of the audio comes solely from the missions themselves. Like there's no like voiceover, like recorded after the fact or like shots like you know used interviews shot later. Like all of it is like from the archives. Like Al Reiner went through like some ridiculously insane amount of film and tape um, to find these interviews and, and kind of piece this narrative together. And it's just like, it makes me cry every time I watch it. It's amazing. So I guess for me, I picked it kind of because I love space. I love uh, documentaries. And um, like, as funny as it is, I'm not like, usually I'm like inspirational movies are a very hard sell for <laughs> me, but documentary inspirational movies, like <laughs> yeah, I think, Maybe not Thin Blue Line so much, but like Man on Wire is definitely kind of inspirational yeah. in a way. 
Um, but I'm definitely a sucker for that kind of thing. And that, that really gets to me. So, um, yeah, this was just one, this was maybe like the first one I made on the list. Cause I was just, it's been on my mind lately. So it's one that I, uh, um, I think I would mention if somebody asked me about kind of movies I liked. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what's your next one? My next one. I'll just get this one out of the way. It's a sci-fi movie. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Odyssey. I can't not include it because I feel like this movie represents me as a person. <laughs> it just has everything I love. It's true. Like 1960s, Stanley Kubrick, realistic effects, um, evil robot, monkeys throwing stuff. Like Monkey, what's not to Monkeys love? throwing stuff. So of the monkeys throwing stuff subgenre, this is your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how like abstract, but also like retro fut- uh, futuristic it is. And I like the story a lot. It's like horror and space, but also like philosophical who are we where are we going technology is it good is it bad no who knows <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's unquestionably a masterpiece it is i and had to include it i would I it's the a, only kubrick movie i included on the list which tough, is tough because yeah <laughs> you're obsessed with stanley kubrick yeah i've you, seen you all say. his films but one which one i think i realize i have not seen ben-hur ben-hur is him right i'm pretty sure i'm gonna look it up because I, f- I was thinking that the other day, and then after I said that, I was like, is that Stanley Kubrick? Or is it Spartacus? It's not. It's, not. it's William Wallace. I've seen Wallace. Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus, we're always mixing up with Spartacus, yes. So I think I have seen all his movies. I think you have. And 2001 is at the top, maybe? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, his movies are hard to rank because they're all ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, but I just I also I picked this one right after yours because I love space. Yeah. I love space movies. I love sci-fi. And this is like the epitome of sci-fi. It influences all other sci-fi. It's true. It's amazing. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this came out like probably like 1990, right? Um, <laughs> before we even went to space. Yeah, it's insane. How... And Arthur C. Clarke helped write it. Like, yes. That's, that's the best part. That's what I was going to ask you about is, do you think, uh, and you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll do a Kubrick episode. We could probably do a whole episode in 2001, honestly. Yeah. Um but do you do you think reading the book is essential to like understanding the movie and Yeah, I've read the book and I think it makes way more sense. I would agree with that. It breaks it down. It's more descriptive, so you don't have to think like, oh, what is the monolith? It's like aliens made it and sent it yeah. <laughs> to Earth or or various points in the galaxy. <laughs> well, and they play together really well too, because the book is not it. They wrote the book after... At the same time, I think, right? Yeah, it was like, as they were writing the script, I think Arthur C. Clarke was writing the book. Yeah. So they went hand in hand. Pretty interesting. So it's just like the script with more detailed notes. Yeah, and it's not even just that like the book (laughs) is... What the monolith is thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even that the book is like less abstract, because it still is very like abstract and philosophical, (laughs) but it does, I guess, you know just by nature the fact that it's words and not just images for the and last And the tension like, is still there minutes. in the book. Oh, definitely. The when book is great. Hal you realize Hal is about to kill one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's evil. If you haven't seen uh Space Odyssey which came out like 50 years yeah, ago. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast yeah, if you honestly. haven't. <laughs> also, yeah. and it just it's coming out again with the restored version this year. Is it um, is it the fiftieth anniversary? Is that yeah? One? And Christopher Nolan yeah. helped with it, and yeah, it's one of his I don't know if it's influences. playing anywhere around here, but 
We got to see just, it one time. Yeah, which, we've seen it before yeah, which in we'll theaters. Maybe bring up sometime. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, that's my sci fi pick. Great pick. Good, very good pick. I'm just a war space type of gal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Um Okay, so for mine, uh, my next one is a horror movie. But do you want me to get more specific? Because, <laughs> you know, that narrows it down to about 700 movies I've yeah, probably seen. we're really bad with horror because we love we see all a of lot them. <laughs> of um, all right, let's, let me say this. Um, it's a zombie movie. Return of the Living Dead? That is correct. All right, good. <laughs> this is like, I like this because this is like the newlywed game. And yeah. we're doing really well so far. <laughs> Harper and Michelle are doing very, very well. <laughs> um, yeah, so I picked Return of the Living Dead as kind of my, like horror is kind of, it's definitely like my favorite subgenre or genre of movie. Like I've seen, I've definitely seen more horror than anything else. Um, and I have a total obsession with it where, like, with horror, I'll watch something that's a far less quality. I'm way more <laughs> forgiving of like a crappy quality horror movie than I am of like a crappy drama or crappy comedy. Like I can't put up with that. But like a bad horror movie, I can still love for just like the tone and like. You I know. think my standards are a little bit higher, but like Return of the Living Dead is amazing. Yes. Well, so. yeah, this is not like a bad one. No, it's um, not. But so yeah, I picked Return of the Living Dead to represent all of kind of horror for me because it kind of ticks all the boxes of all the different kind of things I love in horror. It's, um, it is, uh, got like a classic kind of like Halloween old school horror, like feel like there's a cemetery and like zombies coming up from the graves. It's fucking hilarious. It is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Mm. Um, uh, Bert. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a good question. Bert. Um, split dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a million great one liners. It is. So yeah, it's funny and it's, uh, it's also genuinely scary in some parts. I think there's some really cool, like scary shit that happens in the movie. Um, the effects are great. Like the zombies look really cool, especially the whole scene when they have, uh, the, the zombie woman who's like half, um, half uh what do you call it half like rotted away like it's just her torso and head mm -hmm. and she's all like the pain of being <laughs> dead Send um, cops. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it you know it just creates its own whole mythos while totally ripping off and like acknowledging that it's ripping off night of the living yeah. dead um so i mean that's a movie that i like totally adore it's one of my favorite horror movies but and the music is awesome yes the score or the soundtrack and score are both just killer they're super 80s and punk and awesome um sequels not not so great but no, um <laughs> they kind of focused on one aspect yeah they kind of go downhill nudity and um, yeah but, stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah return of the living dead i felt was a good um sample of like you know all the kinds of different horror and i like all kinds of different horror but that was a good one that kind of ticks a lot of the boxes of things i like about horror movies so this seemed seemed appropriate <laughs> What's your next one? Well, should I do my horror comedy? Uh, sure. The horror <laughs> Take comedy. Take a wild guess. Hmm. Could it be Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead? Yeah, you win. <laughs> <laughs> We're too obvious on this. That's totally fine because these are fucking great movies. So basically, all my reasonings for picking this is exactly what you just said. But for those who don't know, 
Dead Alive slash Brain Dead, which I don't really know why there's two titles. I've never seen like it's one English. I've only ever seen version. Brain Dead on the. <laughs> I think that was the original title. Mm. That's like New Zealand on the title. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I've never seen like a DVD with that title. So it's from the early '90s. Peter Jackson directed it, mm-hmm. and if, in case you don't know, Peter Jackson directed The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> in case you're not familiar with his work. Um, and then I was looking up some stuff about it and the main guy in it who I really love he's really goofy and just like all over the place in the movie this is like the only movie he's ever been in it's probably like Peter Jackson's like dorm (laughs) room friend or something well he did a great job he's awesome (laughs) he's super awesome but yeah I just love this movie because it's so funny and weird and like I have a weird sense of humor because my mom is British, so I have like half British humor, half American <laughs> humor, <laughs> um, and it has is really quotable. It's goofy, and it uses all real special effects, which I love. Like mm, any horror effects. movie or any movie really that uses practical effects, I'm going to appreciate way more than CGI movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I could have totally substituted Dead Alive for Return of the Living Dead. And, yeah. Like, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. And they're basically both zombie movies. Like, an evil yeah, monkey bites this guy's mom, and she turns a, into... What is it? It's not a... It's a, a Sumatran rat monkey, right? Yeah, the, the <laughs> intro is very weird. <laughs> it's like this archeo- uh, archaeological site, and... They find this weird rat monkey thing. <laughs> yeah, mother bit my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good quotes. It's so odd. Yeah. If you. As a priest that kicks ass for the Lord. <laughs> he sure does. Lots um, of blood. So much blood. Like, I think more blood than Evil Dead. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I think it, I think at one time, if such a thing is possible, it might have held a record for the most, like, fake blood used in a movie. Yeah, it's insane. It's Yeah, but, like, <laughs> the climax of the movie, there's, like, uh, you cannot overestimate how, like the shining elevators. That's like maybe like one shot. Yeah. Like there's so much fake this blood. Involves it's over like the top. A lawnmower, hundreds of zombies and a very tiny room. You get the idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter Jackson, we've been digging into lately. And yeah, I think personally, I think that's his best movie, even better than the Lord yeah, of the Rings movies. I think so. Um, I wish he'd go back to those kind of movies, but we'll I do too. I think he'd day. be so good. Like if, the budgets that he can get now doing like quirky comedy yeah. horror it'd be crazy we were talking about it the other day that it's funny that like peter jackson and sam raimi had like the same kind of um career trajectory and that they both started with these like midnight b horror movies yeah and then at some point they like jumped into the limelight with like these huge blockbusters with lord of the rings and spider-man respectively but then um like Sam Raimi went back to doing kind of lower budget horror stuff. Like he did drag me to hell and, um, uh, and the, he's, you know, worked on the Ash versus evil dead TV show. I'm not, I can't remember what other movies he's done since then, but, um, uh, but Peter Jackson never really did, you know, after he did the frighteners, that was kind of like his last, like kind of lower budget thing. Because after that, it's just been three Lord of the Rings movies, King Kong. And um, I guess he did Lovely Bones, which we still haven't seen. I need to check that out. But um, I think he just his other movies kind of like take up all his time. It's like such a commitment. Yeah. I mean, those those, three Hobbit movies and stuff. It's just like he should have just done one of those. (laughs) Yeah. So I wish he'd go back because I mean, like Dead Alive and like um, we just recently watched um, uh, Bad Taste and. uh, what was the other early? Oh, and Heavenly Creatures is weird as hell and really cool. 
So I totally forgot Sam Raimi. He did that Oz the Great and Powerful oh, movie with so James weird. Franco. I never saw that. And um, Mila Kunis. That I saw so it. Weird. It was like, what was he doing <laughs> making that? <laughs> Very strange. I guess he branches out more than Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we're digressing. We'll save this for the Peter yeah, Jackson. It'll be like the three-hour Peter Jackson episode. Totally, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, should we move on to my yeah, what's number your four? Next pick? Um, genre. So <laughs> this is I'll give you the genre. It's a French New Wave movie. Contempt. No, is that French? That is that is French New Wave. That's a very very good one and a very good guess. But um, no. Oh, I think I know. Okay. Is it the last year at Marion Bad? It is last year at Marion Bad. Which Harper claims I hate, and I. Probably don't think I hated it. <laughs> I think what that really means is that like I'm like super obsessed with this movie and I'm really passionate about it. And because you didn't like fall over, I wasn't in like, love oh my it, god. Yes, I was like, <laughs> this is very, a gift to mankind. <laughs> my feelings were very hurt. Um, no, this it is, looks great. <laughs> it is beautiful. Um, so last year, Marion Bad is 1961. It's directed by Alain Reznais um, from the French New Wave. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very strange movie. It's, um, it's this weird movie where this woman is, uh, at this big mansion in France and, uh, in Marienbad and there's like this fancy party going on. And basically, um, there's a man and a woman who both, they don't have names. They're called like, I think they're called like M and Q or something like that. I can't remember. Probably. Uh, it's been a while, <laughs> but, um, and they, um, she he keeps trying to convince her that she that they met there last year and she's like she's basically trying to tell him that no she's never been there before wait last year at right. miriam bad yes okay. <laughs> uh and like that's as simple as i can make the plot but it's got the it's just this incredibly complicated like puzzle of a movie where like there there's like a point when somebody like drops a glass and in the middle of that glass shattering there's like a flashback that lasts for like four flash like flashback flash forward i don't <laughs> dream yeah you don't know that lasts for like 40 minutes and then suddenly you're back into that like the when the glass is breaking and you're like oh i had no idea that was like a diversion from the plot like it's just, just super like intellectual complicated movie a lot of people think that in a in a way it's a movie about a sexual assault in which the assault is never actually shown. Like it's just sort of dances around that. Um, it's just a really, really interesting movie. It's really, really well shot. It's beautiful. Um, and it's just been one I've always had a real affinity for. So yeah, I have this, this movie kind of represents like something that I've kind of gotten away from in the last couple of years because of my fucking cell phone and I can't pay attention <laughs> to movies as well as I used to. Um, the, like very like intellectual artsy kind of movies. Like I used to be really, really big into the French new wave. I was, I'm a big Godard fan and, um, Agnes Varda. Um, so this movie is kind of, to me is like the epitome of that kind of movie. Um, so that's, that's why I picked it to kind of represent that, that part of my movie taste. Also, you're forgetting the most important part. What? You suggested oh, yeah. this to the Criterion collection to put on dvd or whatever you can all thank me yeah and then it <laughs> happened it's true like within a year <laughs> a it's true it's uh, a long long time ago they had uh, and they still have it on like the my criterion thing although that's like under construction i think right you now. can still email them you can suggestions but yeah i think i i emailed them this and maybe one other movie um and then it was amazing because then, like a year or two later they announced that this was coming out and i was like they took my idea <laughs> they, they did, did it. uh it made me super happy 
it does make me very sad that I bought it on DVD, right? Like the day it came out and then um, the Blu-ray came out not that long. This is like kind of towards the end of the life of the DVD. And now they're both out of print. So I don't have the Blu-ray, which I still really would like well, to just have to travel them. to the headquarters or, you know, get eBay. <laughs> Steal it from a library. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's it's a movie that I'm really passionate about and I uh, need to watch again. It's been a long time. Okay. So my next one. This is your number four? Yeah. The first genre is romance. Which, yeah, I'm a girl. Romance. I like romance. <laughs> um, Pride and Prejudice? No. Hmm. Can I get another hint? It's also a war movie. Is, <laughs> is it The English Patient? No. Okay. <laughs> I laughed because we were literally, she was trying to convince me to watch The English Patient today. Um, a war romance, huh? Gone with the Wind? No. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing against Gone with the Wind. Oh, man. You were close with Pride and Prejudice. Um, and you like this movie, oh, too. Oh, Atonement. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't go straight romance because I hate romantic comedies. They're dumb, and I don't get it, and I'll never watch them ever. But I love really, really good romance movies but usually that involves also like a war storyline. Um, so this kind of goes back to like why I like Das Boot and stuff. But it, if you haven't seen Atonement, it's by Joe Wright. It came out in 2007. Um, it's the guy who did Pride and Prejudice and Hannah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it has Keira Knightley, James McAvoy, Cersei Ronan being annoying. She is that's like, our, that's our I, I hate her in this movie. She's such a little bitch. <laughs> she ruins their lives. Put that um, on the DVD box. Yeah. Cersei Ronan, a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing against her. I love her as an actress. But uh, yeah, I think this one kind of like. It's like romance with a twist. It's a compelling story. It's based on a book. I also like movies based on books, apparently. You read the book of that, too, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember if I... Yeah, I finished it. I feel like the ending was different, and I didn't like the book as much mm. or something. Interesting. But it's also very sad. It has, but it has, like, great cinematography. It has a Dunkirk scene. Like, I didn't mm. pick Dunkirk for my war movie, but that's, like... Um, this I always forget that is in it, yeah, right. and it's a great like one shot. It's like he had all like thousands of extras all stand on this beach. There's like a carousel, and he just like pans. Yeah, it's insane. Whoops, pans James McAvoy uh, walking through the scene, and then just the twist because it's like she's telling the story, and then stuff happens. And spoilers. I'm not gonna say the spoiler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I just love movies, like romance movies, where the story is compelling, not yeah. just like, oh, I love you. Well, like <laughs> it's also not, like, while the romance is, like, idealized in that, like, you know, their love is very pure and, yeah. like, they don't personally, it's not like, you know, they get divorced or, like, they end up hating it. Like, it's not a cynical movie in, t in like, the romance aspect, yeah. but, like, in the aspect of, like, how the world around them, you know, kind of destroys them yeah. is very cynical. So it's kind of realistic in a way while it's still being very It's just done so romantic. well, too. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. I mean, I was going to pick Pride and Prejudice, but I feel like that's just too spot on, I guess. Mm. This is more me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, really good pick. I, yeah, I could have seen myself picking that one, too, actually. That's a really good movie. So for my last one... <laughs> 
going on over there? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, for my last men, uh, all right, I'm going to give you the genre, and then you can take a guess, but okay. you... Okay. Action. Action. That's a big genre. It is. It's a... It's the a, Raid 2. Oh, my God. Was it? You. Yes. Oh, my God. You guessed all of mine on, like, first try, except for maybe... Yeah, first or second try. Very good, you jerk. Sorry. Um, we just... <laughs> We bell each other so well. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> We're so spliced together. The Raid 2, <laughs> a.k.a. The Raid 2 Berendal, um, 2014, directed by Gareth Evans, um, is maybe the best action movie ever made. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, and I always, I, I feel terrible that I always get this messed up. It's, uh, is it Thailand? Is it... Indonesia? Yeah, Indonesian. That's where, it, yeah. Indonesia, that's where it's from. Um, so it's got, it's basically... The sequel to the the raid is this movie about like this uh, this SWAT cop in Indonesia who basically has to fight his way up this building with for like these uh these gangsters and, and is his brother inside or something? So I can't. It's been a long time since I've seen the first one. Yeah. Um. Something like yeah. Definitely his brother is somehow involved and um, like it's just this super intense martial arts movie. Um, I don't remember the name of like the type of martial arts, but it's like this very specific to Indonesia. Um, this like kind of insane form of martial arts. It that they basically use. breaks the laws of nature. It's, it's totally <laughs> insane. So the first one is really cool. Um, but the second one like explodes all boundaries. It's, yeah. It's up there with sequels being better than the original. Like movies. Terminator 2 yeah. and Aliens. <laughs> it's like as far as action movies, I think it's funny because I think they're all sequels. It's The Raid 2, Terminator 2, and Aliens, a.k.a. Yeah. Alien 2. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Raid 2 is basically just like this incredibly, it's like a, it's like if you blend that martial arts stuff with like The Godfather. Like it's this very epic kind of crime story. Yeah, mob It's boss. super long. It's like two and a half hours long. And, um, uh, the fight scenes are like unbelievably well choreographed. Uh, the cinematography is like off the charts. There's um, there's this great behind the scenes thing where they show where this one to accomplish this one shot where the camera float. It's during a car chase. The camera oh floats God, through yeah. a car <laughs> through a car window out the other side and then continues on. And the way they did it was have <laughs> there was a camera guy in the car dressed as the car seat <laughs> he's a cushion man like he's literally in the car seat cushion and his arms are like sewn into it and he, he just <laughs> and when the camera gets into the car he reaches out and grabs it and passes it out the other window to the next guy yeah. who's on like a motorcycle like shooting film yeah this movie's insane <laughs> yeah it is i cannot over oversell how insane the action is in this movie and it's so intense and the payoff is really really good in the end um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Um, I convinced my discount theater to get this movie just so I could <laughs> did you, watch I didn't know, it. You really did that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we watched it there, but I didn't know that. Yeah. That it was well. like one week where we weren't getting any new movies and she's like, what's the rate too? It's like, oh my God, yeah. we should order yeah. that. And Our like audience six, would love it. Like yeah. six it. <laughs> Literally six people saw it. And um, one person walked out cause they didn't know subtitles <laughs> or that it was like, over two and a half hours oh, long <laughs> we, we saw it at the atlanta film festival and that screening was bananas like yeah. people were losing their minds because it was just so insane it's over the top but it, the plot makes sense the plot's very like grounded in like a very real like kind of crime syndicate yeah. stuff and i love that they like i'm like stealing your pick no, right it. now but i love that all, almost all the action scenes are like every single one is different it's like a different mm -hmm. environment like there's one with mud there's one with like 
baseball bats or whatever. There's another like kitchen fight scene. Yep. There's like car chases. There's one in it's like crazy. a cafe. Yeah, there's there's all over the place. Oh yeah, the club scene. There's just so many. And yeah, and, I mean, and it doesn't feel like out of place ever. No, and that, it's a testament to the movie too that like the action is like super intense and clearly like what the movie's about, but. Um, the story is also like really intense and suspenseful and like you really care about like because the main guy from the raid is now like undercover in this yeah and so like his life is on the line like pretending to be one of these bad guys and it's just super super intense um it's a movie that even though kind of like das boot for you yeah even though it's like it's a long movie like at any given moment i could be like like literally, I don't know that you've brought it up. While we're talking about the podcast, <laughs> we could be like, "You want to like pause this yeah. recording and watch the raid too?" It's so good. I'm so start punching a wall. If, over if and over you again. haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it highly enough. But um, yeah, this one is meant to be sort of representative of like, like uh, you know, I like like my last one was like super intellectual and pretentious and everything, and this is like the exact opposite. Is like a movie where you can turn off your brain and be like, "This is fucking cool yeah. and amazing." <gasps> Um, cursed. Well, we cursed a lot. <laughs> you already. said the f word. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> it is not. Um, so yeah, so that kind of you know, I lo I love a lot of action movies, but this one takes the cake for me, and um, is yeah, just a good sample of like you know why I love action movies and oh, blockbusters in a lot of, in some <laughs> ways. So it ain't gonna be all French and, yeah. <laughs> and South Korean movies on this here. Pie, although this one is an Indonesian movie, so I don't know if it yeah. Counts. How many foreign films did you have? The, uh, three. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a populist pick. I think. I mean, I guess I had Das Boot is foreign. Mm -hmm. Dead Alive is foreign. <laughs> is foreign F O R N? Foreign. <laughs> it's foreign. <laughs> foreign. All right. Um, so my last pick. Yes. Let's see if I can redeem myself. It's pretty here. broad genre. Oh boy. It's drama. Dra oh come on. <laughs> that could be literally anything. Uh, um, I'm gonna need another. Wait. Well, let me get one pick in. Um, <laughs> before midnight. No. That would have been a romance. Pick. I thought I might. I was like, oh, I might have guessed it. Uh, okay, what's a give me another clue or a subgenre, um, or a country or a director or something? I feel like uh, the director would give it away. Okay, it takes place in the seventies. Hmm. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> nice. So this one's a little people know it, but yeah. I feel like people forget about it all the time. But I love this movie. I guess it, it is a drama, like but I like movies that have are like unique stories that aren't that inspirational. They're real um Oh it's super inspirational. And just different. Like you haven't heard this story before. It's nineteen seventies porno industry starring Marky Mark. <laughs> uh yeah, so it came out in the late nineties, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I love all his films, but I watched this one recently, not too long ago, and it just like I think it's my favorite. So that's why I picked it. I love it's the really soundtrack. Good. I love the acting, the editing, the cinematography. There's like that long one shot. I love one shot movies. <laughs> it's got a great opening one shot. Um, but it but it yeah. And it's just like upbeat and energetic. And then also like when it takes a dark turn, like Oof. it's bong, also bong, grossly realistic bong, too. Bong. <laughs> I just really like it. <laughs> but in the end, it is inspirational. If yeah. you have a giant dick, he is somebody. Then you will be somebody. <laughs> You're gonna be somebody. It's a big shiny star. <laughs> He's got the power. Yeah, 
And it's so funny, too. It is. Like, to have such a... Yeah, it's just so original. That, yeah, you know, I love original that one stories. Kinda, for me, almost hits like I could have almost swapped that out with Memories of Murder. As funny as that sounds, because yeah. it, it is like a movie that, like, it is a drama, but it's definitely a drama, comedy, comedy, a period piece. <laughs> like, you know, it's got all there's kinds some of love in there somewhere. There's some romance, sure. Um, yeah. Also about the film industry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, and it's, yeah, it's kind of a meta movie in that way too. And yeah, it's funny. As much as I love Paul Thomas Anderson's other stuff, like the the Master might be my favorite of his, but like. Yeah. Boogie Nights is like it'd be really hard to pick because that movie's just so good on a lot of levels, like you said for sure. Good pick. Um, I feel like I was gonna say something else about it. Oh, Burt Reynolds. The only mm. thing I hate about this movie is that Burt Reynolds' comeback didn't happen after this because well, I feel like he should be in everything. <laughs> what was? The, didn't he like hate being in it? Like he thought it was really stupid. No, I think or he loved it. No, I thought but I, I could be wrong. But everybody thought this was like it his comeback because he's he so was good. great. He's so good in it, yeah. And Heather Graham, Julia Moore. Yeah, the cast is like off William the William H. Charts, Macy. Man. Don Cheadle, John C. Riley. Yeah, everybody's great. Yeah, it, the cast is really, really good. It has a great cast, great story. It's just fun. <laughs> it's a story that, you know, after you jizz, you sit down yeah. and keep watching it. What? That's what he said. Okay, Harper. <laughs> That's the whole point. He wants to make movies that people jerk off and then sit around and watch the rest of the movie. What happens at the end of this? Yeah, I want to find out about the story. That was my terrible Burt Reynolds impression. That was, like, was Burt Reynolds. I don't know what. It was like Italian or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Cool. So those are our lists. That's our five movies. So that that might give you a good idea of um of the kind of movies that we like between the two of us. So um, you know we have we have a lot in common, but we also have some stuff that's um, that's different. You know. So do you want to run down your five again one more time? Just what they were. So I had Atonement, Das Boot, Dead Alive, Boogie Nights, and Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. All right. And mine were Memories of Murder, For All Mankind, Return of the Living Dead, Last Year at Marienbad, and The Raid Two. Is, is is the Raid Two the only sequel in ours? Uh, I, was just, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, unless you count Return of Living Dead as a su- sort of a sequel too. Mm. Um, but yeah, so those are our those are our five movies that kind of give you an idea of the kind of movies we like. So if you like those kind of movies, then you will probably like this podcast. But we're gonna cover all kinds of different movies. Yeah. Like, I think we complete each other <laughs> uh, as sure. far as like, I like, I'll go for the cheesy like 80s movies sometimes and Harper likes hardcore uh, French movies. <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes I got to go for the criteria. Russell's in it. We both are going to watch it. Yeah, so. <laughs> that the truth. so to wrap this one up, we're going to do a quick little mini segment. And that is uh, that we are going to each talk about a quick memorable movie experience that we had. Anyone want some popcorn? Yeah! Shh. Like either something we saw in theaters or, you know, just for whatever reason, the screening or the showing, watching that movie was a really memorable and interesting experience. Because so. we like to travel a lot and mm-hmm. we also go to lots and lots of movie theaters while we travel. True. So yeah. we have a big backlog of great experiences and bad <laughs> yeah. we've been yes so these are not all good memories but they're memorable yeah um we'll never yeah, forget them been to lots of cool theaters and done lots of cool movie events and stuff so um so we're each gonna do just talk about a quick one of those so you want to go first yeah so my favorite movie experience that first came to mind was when we saw the shining uh, it's so funny. in I was just new york 
So in like 2010, we went to New York in January or February. Yeah, it was super cold. It was freezing. Um, but we saw that the IFC Center, which is like an art house up and like related to the channel, obviously, <laughs> uh, they were showing The Shining on 35 millimeter, which is very important for this experience to know. <laughs> yeah, you have to know that it was on film. Um so the theater itself is fine. I don't remember was, anything. Was it IFC or Film Forum? It's IFC. Okay, I, I get those two up. mixed up. Okay. Yeah, Film Forum. We saw, film forum, we saw Seven, seven Samurai. Yeah. yeah. So IFC um, is just like a regular theater experience until the most important scene in The Shining or the scariest scene in The Shining when Jack goes into the bathroom and the woman in the tub is mm. in there. Oh, that's right. I forgot that's where it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So things got wonky because they had built the print out of order. So reels three and four of like five or whatever had been spliced together wrong. And so we saw that scene like backwards. <laughs> yeah. It was like we saw the old woman before we saw the young yeah. woman version or something like that. Yeah. So I think it kind of made sense when he, he like walks in and then you see like the old woman and you kind of forgot like, oh, wait, she's supposed to start off young and then stuff. It was weird because, yeah, I yeah. wasn't like until the movie was over and I probably leaned over to you and was like, was yeah. that? Like, yeah, because I watching it, I like I wasn't 100. Like I felt very like odd and like unsettling but like that movie is already like yeah that. so it was hard to tell um um but we did get passes after the movie but we're we like uh use. we're from georgia so Thanks we still much. have the passes we're really? in my scrapbook yeah, somewhere we used those last <laughs> yeah we've gone back to the ifc center and seen some stuff that's funny but yeah i just like that it was on film out of order in new york at a pretty uh prestigious yeah theater. yeah it was it was cool because the movie was still like i said it was still extremely scary and unsettling it worked even without being you know having those two reels swapped um but it was funny and kind of interesting because it definitely led you let you like you know it made the projectionist like a part of the screen yeah. in a weird way. like you could kind of made you remember like movies don't just like play by themselves like somebody yeah, has to put had it to together build this it's kind of cool it's like you don't really think about that um, oh, I have so many good ones to choose from, but I think I'm going to do one that's fairly recent. It was like two years ago is when we saw the star Wars marathon. Oh. <laughs> one of my all time favorite movie days. Um, so when force awakens came out, um, they were selling tickets to do a marathon where you could see all seven movies, like lead or all six leading up to the seventh. Um, and so originally we were going to skip Phantom Menace just because it's terrible. It started we were really early too, Phantom right? Menace or Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. It started, it started like at like, oh, it was way early. It was like 4 a.m. Oh. Um, and so we were going to skip it, but we we're like, eh, let's just go. We can always like sleep during the movie yeah. because fucking Attack of the Clones is so boring. Um, Sorry, Ewan. <laughs> so, um, hello there. Um, but uh, we, yeah, but we ended up just going, we got there like maybe 30, 40 minutes before it started. And we were very glad we did because it was already packed. Everybody had like their seats with like their yeah, blankets and pillows bags, and shit. pajamas. <laughs> so, yeah. So we got there like three in the morning or something and then watched 
episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, episode five, episode six, and then Force Awakens at like 11 p.m. And the unfortunately, day. the only breaks were the credits. Right. There was no, I guess just because it was such a long marathon, they didn't. It yeah, was back to back. They didn't build up any time in between the credits. So, yeah. So literally to eat like the only meal of the day, we had to go get like concession stand food in between uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And I feel like bummer. I snuck in Pop-Tarts or something. Yeah, we definitely brought some kind of snack with But we should have prepared more. Yeah, because it, it was intense. <laughs> but yeah, that was it was just really cool for me because it was, it's. I think it may be, well, I guess we did it at home not that long after that. We did a similar thing like yeah. the next year. But um, it was the first time I'd ever seen all the Star Wars movies back to back. And it made, like, I still like Force Awakens a lot. I think it's a really fun movie and it was a really good setup for the new trilogy. But seeing it like in order with the other six was like so incredibly exciting and like, and just seeing all the back to back. Cause I had never seen, I had never seen any of the originals in theaters. Actually, I'd only seen the prequels in theaters too. So that was a big thing for me to be able to finally see the originals on the big screen. Yeah. I don't um, think I ever did. We were going to one year and then it was like a big fiasco. Really? It was like remastered versions. Oh, these were too. Well, yeah, these were, never mind. <laughs> yeah, these were special editions. So, you know, but it was great because the crowd was so awesome because, you know, you go to like a midnight screening and you never know whether it's going to be like people who really care about the movie or people who are just like, that'll be fun. Let's yeah. go see Let's the new in. Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, this because it was like such an ordeal like everybody in the movie like cared deeply about yeah. star wars <laughs> so it's a great audience and so of course like when the fucking cgi like, jabba oh, yeah. comes in and when like when uh when greedo shoots first everybody's like Boo! Yeah. <laughs> i feel like people like shushed each other to not spoil certain lines oh definitely yeah they're like Shh, look nobody say anything nobody like, nobody interrupt when yeah. han says i know yeah uh, yeah so it was and just like clapping and yeah lightsaber like noises <laughs> the best possible scenario to be seeing the star wars movie did the in. uh movie theater people say like please turn off your lightsabers because uh, i feel like I we mean, had to at the possible. theater i just i'm gonna build that well, into yeah, our worked, memory <laughs> you worked the prequels all all the prequels or most the of three them? i saw Two and three through just, oh, just three. three okay that's when I memorized the last like thirty minutes of that movie. You will try. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> uh, what we is it to um, bring balance to the force? Love and won't save you, Padme. It. Only my new powers can do that. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, so the Star Wars marathon was like one of my all-time favorite movie experiences just because it was so it was like i felt like a kid again it was so much fun even if i yeah. may have dozed off a little bit during episode it two. definitely <laughs> dozed off during two but it's i think i stayed pretty totally lively between two is for the others so boring. we also got collector cups and a tins yeah i'm, I'm kind of sad we, <laughs> we just recently broke we've we've done that for all of the new ones except now we have not seen solo yet and it's been out for like four days oh yeah i guess I'm <laughs> but all the other ones we've seen like the midnight show yeah, so early show yeah. but i'm not that excited about solo so we'll, see. we'll give it a try yeah we'll see it eventually um but anyways yeah i think that'll wrap up this first one we ran probably every episode will probably won't be this long but you know it just depends on the topic probably but this is a you guys uh, have to fall in love with us right. <laughs> so we gotta give it our all <laughs> yeah so um yes yeah, so we appreciate anybody who listened in and hope that you uh Stay tuned for the next episode, which, um, yeah, we'll have some other, uh, we've got some topics lined up that we're going to do. And then we'll, we'll also, we'll probably do some kind of little episodes kind of here and there where we are, um, like on our way back from the movie theater and we'll record kind of our quick thoughts about 
trailers and movies and things like that. So might be some kind of surprise ones popping up here and there. But generally, I think the idea is we'll have these out every two weeks or so, so twice a month. Um, so we'll do like a topic and then we'll also do at the end of the month, like, um, you know, movies, we new movies we saw that month and kind of what we thought of them and stuff like that. So um, lots of stuff to talk about and lots of movies to dig into. So hold on to your butts. That's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. I don't um, have a catchphrase yet. <sighs> I don't know what to say. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get to it. Cool. So, yeah, I think that'll wrap up the first episode of Splice Together. See, here I am now by myself, uh, uh, talking to myself.